everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Coco and Dots podcast. I say another exciting episode every episode, but today is especially exciting because it's our 150th episode. Ooh, cue the crazy music. <laughs> so I'm not Dots. And I'm not Coco. And we are real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest streaming offerings on Apple TV+, Amazon Prime Video, Netflix, Disney+, Anything else I'm missing? Uh, home videos on the side of the garage. That's correct. So what are we reviewing today, Daltz? So this episode, uh, not only is it special because it's 150, and we appreciate you, listener, for sticking around for 150 episodes. Thank you, listener. But also because this is about hockey. And Daltz is Canadian. And I'm a hockey guy. <laughs> so therefore, this is right up my alley to mix my metaphors and... The uh, the what what we're doing here is is called All or Nothing, Toronto Maple Leafs. It's a docu series on Amazon Prime Video, and it's a many faceted five episode, five episodes I think. Um, <laughs> We've done a lot of research. You can tell. Yeah, well, you can tell that I don't do the summaries very often because I'm kind of bad at them. But so it's essentially following around the Toronto Maple Leafs during the pandemic shortened and affected 2020 regular season, and playoffs. And what happened during the pandemic-affected 2020 regular season and playoffs for the Toronto Maple Leafs? So, not much. <laughs> <laughs> they they played hockey in front of nobody, and they had to deal with quarantine. They had to deal with uh, pandemic uh, restrictions in uh, Toronto, where they were playing. Uh, the NHL ended up busting into two bubbles. One was in Edmonton and one was in Toronto. And of course they were in Toronto and they had to play all their games in one city so that they could keep the bubble together and not spread the coronavirus. Um, that's how they got the hockey season going. And uh, this was a tumultuous affair because it had highs and lows. So if you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, you know what I'm talking about because there are a lot of high expectations and usually low results. <laughs> so that's why I say highs and lows. Um, I'm originally from Toronto. I've lived uh, through a lot of that. So I know the pressure that is on these fellas. So it's essentially inside the team. They follow the camp. They follow the team around. It's kind of like Ted Lasso, actually. It's kind of like Hard Knocks. It's kind of like Hard Knocks. but Oh, HBO Max. We do HBO Max too. It's kind of like Hard Knocks, but it's kind of like Ted Lasso. And it's kind of like Trailer Park Boys when you think about it. Because it's a documentary and there's cameras falling, swearing guys around. And and they're Canadian. And the Leafs not winning the cup is the worst case Ontario. (laughs) Oh, wow. You're not seeing this, listener, but we're doing a fist bump right now. (laughs) We just blew it out. Um, So that's what this is about. Did I miss anything really? No, not really. (laughs) So they followed the team around during the course of the season. The season actually turned out to be very good subject matter because of the pandemic. We don't like the pandemic, but this turns into something good for the documentary. Um, We talk uh, about, we follow around Kyle Dubas, who is uh, the GM of the team. We follow around Sheldon Keefe, who is the coach of the team. We follow around a few of the players, Frederick Anderson of the goalie, Austin Matthews, superstar, a couple of the other guys, Mitch Marner, who's a local guy uh, with high expectations and uh, a lot of pressure on him, etc. John Tavares, who's also a local guy. He's the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, so you can imagine being in that position, the kind of pressure he faces. And then he su- suffers a horrific injury, and that's in the documentary. Um, overall, I thought it was pretty well done. I... Don't know 
if I would watch it again, but I'd like to find something similar on another team and watch it because it was it was pretty it was pretty good. It was not all the way in. Like the Toronto Maple Leafs are the New York Yankees and the New England Patriots all wrapped into one in terms of secrecy and privacy and being a big, you know, big deal in their market and that sort of thing and not really letting people inside to have a look at what's going on. But I thought it did a fairly good job of that. And now that I've spoken for 14 minutes in a row, Coco, what do you have to say? So I, um, I agree. I enjoyed it. I used to work in sports journalism. I did that for 10 years and I got tired of it. So I no longer do that. And I actually really don't watch sports anymore. But watching the game action parts of the docuseries, I was like, wow, I could sit down and watch a hockey game again. Mm -hmm. Like, I remembered why I like the game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that was good. I agree, though, that, you know, I, I understand the philosophy of not airing your dirty laundry in public when there are issues happening with the team and stuff. But it, a lot of it felt... And a lot of it felt surface level. Like mm-hmm. if any conflicts bubbled up, they were just kind of very quickly dealt with and brushed to the side. Like Coach Keefe didn't like something that Austin Matthews said in a post-game press conference. So he went and bitched uh, Kyle Dubas about it. And Kyle Dubas was like, yeah, you got to talk to him. And so then it all got resolved in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, we're fine. And, and they're all happy, joy, joy after that. Yeah, so I understand, like I said, not airing your dirty laundry in public because then you don't want things to snowball and now there's distractions and stuff. But at the same time, it's like any other workplace mm-hmm. situation. There are going to be people who don't get along. There are mm-hmm. going to be people who don't like each other, people who rub you the wrong way, like stuff pops up. So I wish we could have seen a little bit more of that and not just the happy gloss that got put on it. It kind of reminded me of the first season of the Disney uh, Mandalorian docuseries. What what was it called? Like the Disney vault or something. Mm -hmm. And it was like a six episode docuseries. And it was just basically all the producers and directors just kissing each other's asses the (laughs) whole time and saying, you're great. No, you're great. And it's like, I know that's not how it really went in real life. Um, So I wish we could have seen a little bit more of decisions and struggles. I did like when some of the real life stuff came through. That was really cute to see. Like they brought in one hair guy who just basically (laughs) had everybody on an assembly line and was just cutting everybody's hair because it's the pandemic. And they couldn't go out and get it done. They couldn't go out to a salon and get it done. So they just brought one guy in and he just did everybody all at once. And that was like really funny. And he was just like, Oh, you've got the worst hair. Like who cut your hair? Do you have a floby or whatever? And, uh, Then apparently a lot of the guys are really into coffee. So they're having big discussions Mm -hmm. about like grounds, buying grounds versus buying whole beans and grinding them yourselves. And can we get into the club? We've got to pay like $20 to like bring in our own coffee or something. So that was cute. Um, But I enjoyed it. I thought there was just enough mix of on ice versus off ice. I do wish, speaking of on ice, we had seen a little bit more of all right, we're playing the Habs, and this is their first power play unit. Like, a little bit more X's and O's Mm -hmm, type mm -hmm. stuff. I understand if you don't want to give that away, but when the season's over, what does it matter? So, overall, I enjoyed it. What a... And, but I still think Austin Matthews has a punchable face. Yeah. So why is that? He's got a. He just. He looks like. He Define looks like a punchable face because I don't want to have that face. He looks like every Midwestern good old boy d bag like I've ever known. Even he's though I'm aware Arizona. that he's from Arizona, yeah. but he just he's got a punchable face. All right. Well, he's a really good hockey player. 
Yeah, but he he scores goals. Yeah, he's he's a very good hockey player. Yeah. But. I, uh, I overall I like this. Um, I think this is a good entree if you don't know anything about the Leafs because there was enough controversy in this to pique your interest. Like, oh, they dealt with that thing where the Russian kid wasn't playing very well, and you know we got to see the conversation between the GM and the Russian kid, and that was actually insightful. So if you're sort of on the periphery on this kind of stuff. I thought it was fairly informative, but if you're somebody like me who knows what's going on with the Leafs and knows, you know, that there are a lot of internal struggles with sponsors and uh, the GM and the president, the president of the team happens to be Brendan Shanahan, who was a pretty formidable player in his day. <laughs> That's a, a blues fan talking right there. And, um, and, uh, there's, so there was a lot of depth to what goes on behind the scenes. And I think if you're interested in just like the surface and skimming off it, because we didn't really get deep into no. this kind of stuff. And um, But that's okay for this kind of thing. Was, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. People are going to go through, oh, yeah, I like that series. Maybe I'll watch the hockey one. Mm-hmm. And you're going to watch the Leafs. That's that's pretty high profile. It's not like it's the Florida Panthers all or nothing. You know, you see these guys coming into <laughs> the that rink. that might really be an interesting one. Wow. <laughs> coming into the rink with their flip-flops on and their golf clubs over their head, you know, shoulders. And like, oh, yeah, we got a game today. Okay. <laughs> wow. Like, totally. <laughs> wow. Adults. Like, like one of those bad teams that don't really care all that much about what they're doing. But, um... Yes, yeah, so good. I was. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I mean, I would have liked more, but mm-hmm. fairly good. It was only five episodes. Yeah, we got through it pretty fast. It took us a while to to podcast about it, but we got through it. Yeah, it was. It didn't drag. It was very entertaining. They mm-hmm. were. I don't even think any one of the episodes was like a full hour, right? No, just under an hour. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I'd recommend. One thing I will also add is that um, I do wish at the end there had been just some cards saying, right. you know, oh, uh, this guy that we picked up at the trade deadline, he's no longer with the team. He mm-hmm. signed with the Bruins. Oh, this defenseman that we focused on a lot, he's no longer with the team. He went here. Oh, John Tavares is, you know, in negotiations because his 10-year deal is about to end or whatever. You know, right. so I wish there had been... Like the players and stuff that we had seen a lot, I wish there had been an update on what they're doing after that season. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, "Oh, what happened to that guy that they picked up at the trade deadline?" So I had to go to Google and Google that guy's name, and right? Find out that he's with the Bruins now. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That w- there was a little bit of a drop off there at the end. There's like, "Oh, is should there be more, or should there be yeah. title cards at the end, or what's happening?" Um, I agree. And the other thing I agree with is you're mentioning the players. Uh, it's sort of like what we were saying about Ted Lasso. I needed more player interaction, like the player interaction in the dressing room slash locker mm-hmm. room. There wasn't a lot of that, understandably so, but just a little <laughs> bit of it would have been, a little bit more of it would have been good because hockey players give each other so much crap. And they're so funny that I would have liked to have been inside on some of that stuff. Like poor Jack Campbell, the goaltender, who's like flake city. You know, goalies are flaky to begin with, but this guy's like way out there. And he seems like he's genuinely a nice guy. And the, and the teammates just love him. And there's a scene there where they're eliminated from the playoffs and he's crying and stuff like that. And they're consoling. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, they, people <laughs> people know the Leafs are getting eliminated from the playoffs. That's not a spoiler. But but he's he's like a really interesting character. But it would have been interesting to see the back and forth, uh, you know, of and the traditions. There's some things in the locker room like never step on the logo and stuff like that. Um, 
there's some things that we weren't able to see because of the pandemic. You know, didn't have the the media, the the physical presence of the media in Toronto is pretty overwhelming. It just had guys going on Zoom, essentially Zoom press conferences, and that doesn't show the pressure because the Leaf dressing room can be just jammed with cameras, and you know, there's probably forty or fifty people in there at one time talking to one particular player. And um, we didn't really get a sense of that. So that was a bit of a ripoff, but that's on the pandemic. That's not really on the, the filmmakers. But overall, it was, it was well done. It, was, it could have been better. What are you uh, grading it out of uh, 26 letters, Coco? Well, before my grade, I also want to add uh, mm-hmm. I, Willie Nylander. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Willie Nylander because he is naked all the friggin' time. Like <laughs> Those Swedes, man. Every time it's like between periods and they're... It's intermission. They're back in the dressing room. He's got his entire kit off. He's just sitting there in his jock strap. And the first time I noticed that, I was like, oh, I wonder if like he got a bloody nose and got it all over his, <laughs> you know, uni and now he's got to change. But but then I started noticing, no, every time it's intermission and they're back in the dressing room, he is naked. He's in his gitch. Yeah. And nobody else, nobody like they might have like their sweaters off or something, but everybody else is pretty much fully clothed and he's just sitting there like sharpening his stick not a euphemism in his jock strap so hats off to you know 25 year olds who are confident and this is what happens when you're a superstar and you're that young and you're brought up in a hockey household his dad was a hockey player with the blackhawks for many years and a film crew is around and you're like yeah ladies this is what i got yeah i think that you, you reminded me of two of one other thing that i think that was missing from this is that because players are so superstitious they're quirky and superstitious we didn't really get a sense of any of that in this show like hockey players are among the most superstitious players pro athletes out there and we didn't really get a sense of you know like they tape their stick this certain way or they always, you know, take all their clothes off down to their skivvies or, you know, they happen to have a banana sandwich in between periods, you know, like, (laughs) like there's a lot of those kind of quirky things that some of the players do. And we didn't really get a sense of that. And that really kind of reveals the kind of player that they are too, because some of these guys are wax, you know, like they're just, (laughs) they're just way out there. Right. And in a good way. And we don't really get a sense of that. It's just like, Oh, this guy's from Saskatchewan. And this guy happens to be from Michigan. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. just, that doesn't really tell us a lot. So I think that was a bit of a miss, but overall 26 letters, Coco. I give it a B. I give a it a B. solid B. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you know what I'm going to give it? A seven. Yeah, it was a seven. I'd say maybe a seven and a half because I enjoyed the subject matter and I'm familiar with the team and everything like that. So a little bit more than seven, but yes. Maybe a 67 because that's the last time they won the cup? Was that the last time they won the cup? Yeah, that was the last oh, time. Oh, okay. Also the year I was born. So no oh. coincidence whatsoever. There. And that was the expansion season too, right? Look at you dropping the hockey knowledge. See, listener, I said I used I to be in you. sports journalism, so I I know. But you retained it. I did. You retained it. That's true. So anything else to offer up on All or Nothing, Toronto Maple Leafs? No, just give us more, Amazon. Give us more. Yeah, that was pretty good. I liked it. All right. So for another episode of the podcast, we ripped through this one pretty good because <laughs> we had nothing to offer. <laughs> I think we did a pretty good job. I think we did a pretty good no, job. No, you know what happens? Whenever I do the summary, I'm just off. I'm just off for oh, the rest sorry. of the podcast. So I think it throws my rhythm off. I just think you should do the summaries from now on. Well, I've, we figured that you would be good for the summary for this one, though, because it's hockey. And oh, yeah. You're yeah. a hockey fan. Yeah, so. but I'm not good at summaries, so we need to... 
You think that, but that's not true. Well, listener, if you have an opinion, please weigh in. That's right. Let us know. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Coco and Dalts, all one word. You can also email us at CocoAndDalts at gmail.com, or you can find us on the interwebs at CocoAndDalts.com. So for another episode of the podcast, as I spit it out, I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dalts. <laughs>